nothing's ever random. As we look a little more at what it means when Christ asks us to pray, Thy kingdom come. I want to make sure that we know what we're praying for. What is the kingdom of God and what does it look like if it comes here on earth as it is in heaven? And related to that, since he brought up heaven, how does eternal life tie into all of that? Aren't those one and the same? Nothing's ever random about the way we understand or assume or have opinions on certain topics. There's reasons for the things that we believe and the thoughts that we have and the experiences that we've gone through and how those form our thoughts and opinions and perspectives. But there's also nothing random about the way that God has designed the universe or about the way that Christ has laid out the definition of eternal life. Eternal life. How would you define eternal life? My bet is your first thought might include the word heaven. Or possibly phrases related to, you know, what happens when we die. Possibly there are visions of clouds or harps, pearly gates, some dude named Peter standing by. Fair enough. You're probably not alone in those thoughts. But what if we had a look and what the author of eternal life has to say about it. What is Jesus, the one who came so that we could have eternal life? What does he have to say? How does he define eternal life? And most importantly, have we missed it completely? Stay with me. John 17 starts this way. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they would know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So the verse we all learned in the infancy of our Christian walk, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's foundational. What is eternal life? Because the way I've always pictured it, eternal life is spending eternity with the Lord in heaven, in the presence of God, 
being saved from an eternity separated from God, those who enjoy eternal life will be in heaven with God. But here, Jesus himself defines eternal life, and he does not use the word heaven, and he does not reference after we die that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I've been thinking a lot lately about the kingdom of God. We pray in the Lord's Prayer because Jesus taught us to. Thy kingdom come. It's one of the first three requests. We want his name to be hallowed. We want his kingdom to come and we want his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Son of God is asking us to pray to God the Father these three things. That his name would be hallowed that his kingdom would come and that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that kingdom piece, what does it mean for his kingdom to come on earth? All four gospels introduce Christ's ministry on earth as the ushering in of the kingdom. In Mark chapter one, Jesus states, the kingdom of God is at hand. The gospel needs to be spread. He ushered in the kingdom of God and some people have described it as this already but not yet thing, right? We're not, we're clearly not in eternity with the Father right now in heaven. We are not in heaven. We're not in our perfect bodies. We're not enjoying perfect communion with the Lord. We still struggle with sin. It's, we're still living in a sinful world. We've got all these challenges that are still on our plate. However, the kingdom of God is at hand. Other gospel writers say the kingdom of God is near or the kingdom of God has come. And Christ ushers that in, in his ministry, and as he's praying for his disciples and those that would follow in their steps, that's us in John 17, he's talking about eternal life. He's talking about the kingdom of God. What does that look like moving forward? And he doesn't say that it has to start when we die. The way that I read this is that eternal life is meant to be now. Eternal life is now. The kingdom of God is at hand. What did Jesus do when he said those words? He preached the gospel. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So Jesus tied the kingdom of God with the gospel and the preaching of it. The gospel is the good news. The gospel is we are sinners separated from God. God fixed the problem by sending his son to die for us. He lived the perfect life. He died on the cross. He took upon himself the weight of our sin, paid the penalty. Not only that, he bestowed on us his righteousness Talk about a good trade for us and a poor deal for him. But bottom line, we wear the righteousness of Christ because of what he did on the cross and how he took our place. That's the gospel. The gospel is good news because we were lost without him. The kingdom of God is the proclamation of the gospel. Christ ushered it in because he brought with him the gospel. I am the way and the truth and the life. 
the kingdom of God is at hand now, today. Eternal life is for today, and it's knowing who God is, and it's knowing the Son whom He sent. That's eternal life. That's the kingdom of God. Our work as members of that kingdom, as people who are under God's kingship, is to spread the gospel. That's what we're supposed to be about. That's what the kingdom of God is moving forward. It's the spreading of the gospel across the earth. This is eternal life, to know God and the one he sent. This is the kingdom of God. Today, eternal life now. What is keeping us from taking part in God's kingdom today? I think it's a misunderstanding of what eternal life is. Eternal life is for then. Eternal life is for after life. Eternal life is certainly something I'm thrilled that God has secured for me through his son, Jesus Christ. And so I'm saved by faith through grace. And I am thrilled that I'm going to spend an eternity with him. Those things are all true. But then we sit around and we wait. And when we wait, we get distracted. And when we get distracted, we completely miss the point. Eternal life is not supposed to start when we die. Eternal life is now. Eternal life is knowing God. Eternal life is knowing the Son whom he sent. And what is he about? What is he the king of? What is the kingdom that he rules over? It is the gospel. And those in his kingdom, those who are his disciples, those who have called out his name and are relying on him for salvation. He is our Savior, but he's also our Lord. And as our Lord, we are to be about his business on earth. And his business is the gospel. Period. There's nothing random about you being a member of the kingdom of God. If you claim Christ as your Savior, then guess what? He's your Lord as well. And what does your Lord require of you but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? And as you do so, sharing his good news with the world. It's not just for you. The church is not just a place where we can gather together, be safe, learn some things we never will apply, and then someday die. Life is not meant to be grow up, get an education so we can get a job, so we can so we can earn enough money to eat and live and be comfortable and hopefully set aside enough to be comfortable until we die and go to be with Jesus in heaven. That's not what life is as God designed it. Eternal life is meant to start now, yesterday. The day you claimed Christ as Lord is the day that eternal life began. But too often we're missing it, too often we're distracted by other things, too often we are about all this other business that has nothing to do with the gospel. Even good things that the Lord has placed into our path. Thorns. We're going to talk about thorns in the next episode. Your job, my job, anyone who claims the name of Christ, who is a little Christ, a Christian, a follower of Christ, needs to be about sharing the gospel, ushering in Christ's kingdom, just as he did. Follow me. Let's follow Jesus.